Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. It is June 25th, 1994. And call me Joey Kotsopoulos because we've got a full house here. Yes, we do. We've got my two nieces and nephew with us today. Two, nie- two nieces and one nephew, in case you didn't <laughs> understand that. So that was Ava, and this is Bella saying hello. Hi. you got to be way louder than that, Bella. Hi! Ooh. All right, well, that's too loud. All right, and Stefan? Hi. Good job. All right, so they saw the movie with us today, but uh, obviously we're going to talk about some other things first. So since it's a family show uh, this week, I figured we'd start with abortion. Oh, no. That's great. Um, You're going to get me in trouble with my aunt and uncle. As some of you might know, the Clinton administration is trying to reform health care, badly needed reforms, uh, I think, that the... The healthcare industry definitely needs to be uh, overhauled, but the Republican side is trying to get abortion not funded underneath this this bill. So they're uh, they're at a standstill here. I don't know what's going to happen. What do you think, Carol? I I don't know. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, it it's kind of a rough one to weigh in on because, you know, should we really be paying with taxpayer dollars for somebody to have an abortion? But at the same time, then there are times when they really, really need it and they couldn't afford it otherwise. So I I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. It doesn't really affect us because of, you know, things like latex. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, abstinence. But uh, anyway, I don't know. I just figured it was on the front page of the paper. I know it doesn't have anything to do with entertainment other than Bill Clinton being one of the most entertaining presidents ever. Yeah, I mean, the saxophone performance, I guess. Yeah, we keep going back to the saxophone because, I don't know. Because it's cool. He's the first cool president we've had in a while. Yeah, probably the first cool president since, I don't know, Zachary Taylor. He He was really cool. What was cool about Zachary Taylor? Well, his name was Zachary, for one. I mean, like, think back in the 1800s. That was a hip name. Look, I know What's you up, like, Zach? I know you like Saved by the Bell, but um, just because he's named Zach. He was also the first president cool. to have a giant cell phone. <laughs> right. And uh, he, I don't know, he murdered a bunch of Indians. So, Alrighty. anyway, uh, talking about O.J. Simpson, <laughs> since I mentioned murdering. Yes. I mean, allegedly, but it's looking not great. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, this is a, an article from Nicole Brown Simpson's sister that says that she tried to start over. She tried to leave OJ after, you know, some abuse and stuff like that and uh, tried to start a, a whole new life. Uh, apparently, that didn't work out. So Apparently not. Aw, poor thing. What do you think? I mean, what do you think about this whole thing? Uh, you think? Are Can you I be waiting, real honest? Are you waiting for the trial, or are you what? Yeah. I, I'm sorry that she's dead, and I hope they figure out who killed her. 
whether yeah. it's him or someone else. But I mean, just because it's OJ, it just it just irritates me because they're famous, so everybody's paying attention. Like people get killed all the time, and I, and and they get all the special attention. I thought you were gonna say uh, she deserved it. I thought no, that, I thought that was gonna be the follow up to it. No, I mean it's just like. I, I, I don't, it just feels like celebrity gossip on steroids. I mean, did he do it? Did he not do it? Yeah, you're right. We'll wait for the trial to figure it out. But in the meantime, it's just irritating because hundreds of people get killed in Detroit, like every day, right? Or at least every week. I don't know. A lot. And (laughs) I just don't, I I don't think that he should have this much attention. Okay. I I guess. I'm fascinated by it, but... Maybe Jerry Springer and, and Ricky Lake should go off the air, too. Yeah, maybe they should. What do you think, Bella? Do you like Jerry Springer or Ricky Lake? I, I think um, Jerry Springer is the best. You like Jerry Springer? Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. What do you think, Ava? Do you think OJ did it? My mom doesn't want to read the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I think OJ... OJ! What, what, what do you think, sweetie? OJ! OJ! Okay, alright. Alright, anyway, so... Uh, all Swile in the news <laughs> is the uh, Motor City Fest is coming. Carol, you uh, you excited about Motor City Fest? I am. It's in uh, Hart Plaza in Detroit. Family-friendly stuff here. Oh, hey, if you guys are good, maybe you can come. Hmm. So, Saturday... <laughs> Saturday we've got the uh, the Spain School Band, and then for you older people that might listen to this tape for whatever reason, uh, we've got the uh, the Valadiers Wolfman Jacks fifties and sixties party. Oh, see that sounds fun to me. With the dr- oh, yeah. so the here's the lineup: the Drifters, the Shangri Las, uh, the Tokens, and Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Do any of you kids know uh, what a- any of the songs that those bands sang was? Oh, oh, Jerry Remus, what did you kill her? Oh, what? Oh, wait, wait, are you, are you, are you intimating that Jerry Springer murdered Nicole Simpson? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's an that's an interesting theory. Right. I'll contact OJ's lawyers and we'll see if, if we can get that into the trial whenever it is. No, the uh, the Shangri Las sang that song, "Leader of the Pack." Remember, "Leader of the Pack," vroom vroom. And the Tokens, of course, sang. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Yeah. So, Saturday, Saturday, we've got the Global March for Jesus, 1994 rally. Uh, We've got Motor Dolls. I think that's Motor City Dolls. I don't know. Uh, Old Dogs. Mark Farmer of Grand Funk Railroad. Can't get all of Grand Funk Railroad, but we got Mark Farmer. Uh, Mickey Thomas of Starship, remember uh, remember them? I love the video for We Built This City. One oh, of, yeah. One of the craziest videos of all time. It's terrible. Then Sunday, uh, it's the Jesus Day. Sunday, we've got the Save Our Teen Rally. 
I guess, uh, Ava, you'd be good for that one. They'll save you. Oh. Arvell Concert Choir. do all that stuff. New Joy. Okay. Omega Force. Herbie Ross. The Police Gospel Choir. Hallelujah Connection. Word of Praise. Two Rock Baptists. New Paradise Community Ensemble. The Hair Show. Back to Back with Gwen Fox. Uh, Basic. Dixie Miles and the Milestones. And then the headliner for Sunday, War. You remember War? War, what is it good for? Uh, no, the band War. No. This, uh, this article is all about War and their, their 1979 hit album. <laughs> so, you know, they're 15 years removed from... Uh, their first big hit. But War will be here, so I don't know exactly who's coming out on Sunday. This seems a little bit more for the older set than it does for us, what do you think? All right, well, we've kicked the kids out for massive (laughs) love, and uh, because obviously this is not for kids' ears, but uh, we'll, we will, they'll be back to discuss the movie. So, uh, first of all, I gotta start with uh, Assalamu alaikum. Again? Really? <laughs> that Muslim minister is seeking a black female. Oh. 18 and up. Maybe he found a male, now he wants a female to. <gasps> to learn Islam, believe in Bayogan, and establish a nation. He wants them to be the new Adam and Eve. Yep. Ah! He found his black male, and now he's looking for a black female to, to breed. With, with him. Oh my God! Oh, they're gonna learn Islam, believe, obey God, Quran, Jesus, Bible, and then they're gonna establish a new nation together. This is so messed up. We have figured it out. It's not terrorism. It's eugenics. <laughs> Holy crap! Wow. Oh, hey, here in the corner, there's uh, a list of abbreviations for uh, <laughs> for people to know. M is male. G is gay. W is Oh, widow. Aw. M is, or W is also white. So how do you know? I guess context? I guess. I mean, if you see WW, you know that it's a white widow. H is Hispanic. F is female. S is single. D is divorced. B is black. C is Christian. And uh, right at the bottom, I guess where they think it belongs. (laughs) Not me. But J is Jewish. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So uh, this one I thought was interesting. Caveman seeks compliant cavewoman. Ooh. <laughs> Do you have long hair for me to firly, firmly grab onto? I'm tall, dark, handsome, white, 30s. That's it. Wow. So, so all you need to know about him. And all he's looking for is long hair to pull. Yeah. It, caveman seeking compliant cavewoman. Ugh. Oh, my God, some people. Right? Uh, Underneath here, Christopher Reeves type, a real hunk. Classy, professional, single, white male, 5'8", 180 pounds. That doesn't sound like Christopher Reeves very much. (laughs) Uh, Seeks adventurous, affectionate, classy lady. You know what he means by adventurous. Uh, That he's married? I don't know. That, you know, he's going to want to, like, spank her and role play and all kinds of weirdness. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's weird. I'll tell you what, though. Using the great Christopher Reeves name in this... Uh, by the way, he says Christopher Reeves. 
I'm pretty sure it's Christopher Reeve with no <laughs> S on it. Oh my! But using using the great uh, Christopher Reeve Reeve name like that. I mean, I hope you don't. I hope you don't curse him to some sort of horrible accident. That's all I gotta say. Right. Uh, let's see. Harley Davidson's seeking girl interested in working on Harley drag bike race team. Free travel. You uh, you interested in that? You want to work on the Harley Davidson drag uh, race team? Um, fuck no. <laughs> Habitless. That's kind of weird. Really weird. Habitless vegetarian. Well, I guess you have a habit. It's not eating meat. Uh, black male seeks religious, clean, single black female who does not need money because she has everything except love. Oh my. So not only <laughs> is he a vegetarian who don't drink, don't smoke, what do you do? Um, <laughs> wow. That's a great Adam Ant reference. <laughs> he is looking for a, what did he say? A religious? Religious, clean, single black female who does not need money. Yeah. Because she has everything except love. So basically he's broke. Yep. He wants you to have money because he doesn't. Wow. Yep. Oh, let's see here. Let's let's go. We don't do the mail seeking mail that much. Oh, 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 oh. Asalaamu Alaikum. He's back. He's still looking for that black male. Oh. He hasn't found him, but he's looking for both. Okay. So he's still looking for them. Attention. If, if there is anyone who is not afraid of friendship and commitment between the ages 19 and 30, please give me a call. No fats. No fats? Yeah. What in the frick? <laughs> he sounded so nice at the beginning. And then no fats. Oh, this is male seeking male, though. So... He doesn't want a fat guy. So go hang out at the gym to meet a guy. Exactly. Why that, are you wasting does, your money on the paper? That does seem to be a popular spot. Attractive black male seeks an attractive, open-minded black male. 25 to 30 for friendship. Possible relationship. Open-minded, again, means spanking. No femmes. Wants a, a manly, butch, manly butch man. Butch guy. Yep. They, these the the weight and the the height seems very important to a lot of these people. Well, this is the men seeking men section, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, guys are more superficial than girls, and they can be more open about it with other guys because they're not going to get judged by each other for that. They'll get judged for having an extra ten pounds, but not for looking for a thin guy. Not much in the female seeking female department. Feminine black female. Seeking feminine black female only. Serious only. No games players. No games players, really? It's G-A-M-E-S and then players. See, yeah. and that, that, that cost her extra to, to spell it wrong. No games players. Maybe she doesn't want people that play video games. <laughs> uh, single black female, age 39, seeking same from age 35 to 50. Yeah. For, for comp- oh, she's almost 40, so. For companionship and good times. Very discreet. Only serious. Need to call and then the number, you know. Sexy white lady, 27, 5'5", 119 pounds. Seeks curious white lady to explore passionate friendship and new experiences. 
What do you think of that? Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> Was that a reenactment? <laughs> I don't know. It's just she's twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and she's seeking a curious lady because she's curious, maybe. Oh, of course. She hasn't figured it out yet. I like this sports partners. Sports partners is that's. I mean, listen to this first one. Single white male, natural bodybuilder, seeking a female bodybuilder for training and friendship. Bullshit. Yeah, you don't think that's going to blossom into something else? (laughs) He makes some freakish looking kids. (laughs) That got lats when they're three years old. What's a lat? Uh, That's a muscle by your side, uh, towards the back. Uh, Young white male looking for workout partner during the day, preferably. What? That one seems... That one seems legitimate. That's it. What? Again, go to the gym, people. Yeah, it, can't you find friends, you know, just out in the world? Apparently not. Here's the alternative section. Ah! <laughs> it's all A's. First and only ad. Okay, get it while it's hot. Young couple seeks bi-curious female for first-time experience. We'll answer all responses immediately. I think we read that one before. Well, they said this is their first and only act. <laughs> uh, a attractive, slim, white couple seeking a bi-curious female for adult fun. Must be clean and discreet. No men. Yeah. Added attractions. We read this one before. Uh, the added attractions. Feminine, hey. healthy, robust, white male. It's pretty bad when we're starting to repeat ourselves in the in this section. Like, th- this obviously isn't working. Why do they waste their money? Classy professor. Single no. white male. Professional. Oh, okay. 62. Well, it could be a professor. Though. Six foot two. Six, six, 62 years old. Four foot six. No, what? reverse those. Six foot two. 46 plus. What does that mean? You're 46 plus a couple months? Or you're 46 plus 15 years. <laughs> Looking for <laughs> single slash married female for discreet, uncomplicated adult fun. Days slash evenings. Now, he says he's looking for a single or a married woman. Mm-hmm. And he's a single man. So what about this makes it go into the alternative section? Because, I, I mean, putting it there means he's only going to find a, a married woman, really. Yeah. I, I don't get it. How about this one? Conservative married couple. <laughs> Conservative married white couple with non-conservative bi-female fantasies. <laughs> Looking for bi-female or married couple for first-time experience. How conservative? Can you, can you really call yourself conservative when you're uh, when you're looking for this? I'm picturing them in like, you know, tennis polo shirts and Cardigan sweaters sitting there saying, Buffy. All right. Um, Wouldn't you like a bi-curious woman, Buffy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You might be politically conservative, but you are not conservative. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, you don't think that conservatives can have some freaky sex? No, I think they can. I'm just saying you might be politically conservative, but I wouldn't call you conservative overall. Okay. Because, you know, they, they're looking for this. I don't consider that conservative. I don't understand this one. Discreet, divorced, white male, 43, professional and attractive, seeks to meet with and, and, and please 
oh, couples by Curious. Let's talk. All right, I get it now. Now Meet I know. Meet with and please couples. Yeah. So he wants to be the third person. Correct. Well, some of these people need to get together. Right. Yeah, I feel like we could make money by by like playing matchmaker with the <laughs> with the ads. Matchmaker, matchmaker, <laughs> make me a match. By curious woman, she's quite a catch. Um, let's see. Married white male, late thirties, looking for single or married female for adult get-togethers. First timers will answer all. Well, you won't answer non-first timers. Apparently. Oh, wait a second. What? Oh, yeah. This is, again, the straight married Bible, black Bible students with Bible telemarketing careers. Seeks straight, single black female, 18 to 21, who will love telemarketing and love black males only. Hmm. So, well, they don't want someone who's gay. Maybe that's what they, maybe that's what they're saying. If you're bi-curious, we don't want you. It's so weird. Maybe they're trying to start a phone sex line. Maybe. Maybe that's what the telemarketing is. Very attractive married white male. He's very attractive. He really thinks a lot of himself. Late 30s. Unloved and lonely. Aw. That's sad, but at the same time, is he very attractive? (laughs) Need a friend. Want attractive female to steal my heart. Age and race, unimportant. Well, he's open. But why don't you start with getting divorced? Why don't you put the D in front of that uh, married white male? Right? Uh, why Why isn't it a D-W-M? Uh, That's what you need first, sir. Uh, here's some interesting... Now, this is not love connections. Sorry, guys. But planning a bachelor party... Are the guys counting on you? Confused by all these ads? Call Act 1. For the best-looking strippers, sizzling hot duos and trios, highly competitive prices, and guaranteed arrival. So they'll get there. Hey, I got a question for you. Yes, ma'am. If if we were ever getting married, uh-huh. would you want to have strippers at your bachelor party? Sure. Why not? Because it's sleazy and skeevy. What's sleazy about it? You know, look at a bunch of girls taking their clothes off right before you get married. I've never understood that. You don't want a, a male stripper at your bachelorette party? Well, if you're having one, I'm having one. And that's not skeevy? It is, but if you're doing it, I'll be skeevy too. <laughs> All right. Well, you can you can uh, contact mankinis. <laughs> oh, this is still women, though, for some reason. That's, huh. a, that's a weird... Mannequin... Mannequins. Oh, it's mannequins. It's just spelled. Oh. It's just spelled wrong. Oh, that's so wrong. Busty blonde beauties, sensuous female duos, peaches and cream. <laughs> what does that mean? Literally, like plastic dolls. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's crazy. Maybe that's their stripper names: peaches and cream. Mm, I guess. Uh, DJs for all occasions. Laser lights and karaoke available. Might call them. What is this? Pay per call. Be sure to see Speaking from the Heart that appears every Sunday and Friday in the Detroit News. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know. <laughs> okay, so. That's the phone number that you call and then you enter their codes in. 
Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, quick cash in your pocket. Advertising in private party classifieds means quick cash in your pocket. Sure. I'm calling all these people. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, massive love for the week, though. Uh, so, if you... Uh, if you want some love, uh, seek some by curious people in the newspaper, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do whatever you're going to do. Build that. If you're a black male or a black female out there with an interest in breeding and uh, building a nation with a Muslim minister and learning about the Quran and the Bible and all that stuff, uh, you know, there you go. That Just, still doesn't make sense. Why the Quran and the Bible? Why not pick one? I don't know. Maybe, well... He's a, uh, maybe he's confused. He's bi-curious in the <laughs> fact that he likes both the Bible and the Quran. There you go. So, 90210 this week. Carol, tell us what we watched. <laughs> it was a pretty heavy episode. Um, it was. Yeah. So, Brandon apparently has an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Cheryl. And they were together for a year before he moved to Beverly Hills. Yep, Cheryl from Minnesota. And she calls and just randomly says, hey, I'm coming to visit. So his parents don't ask any questions, just say, sure, she can sleep in Brenda's room. That seems like an odd reaction, doesn't it? Yeah, I I was confused by the entire thing. I mean, I'm sure that if... Like, you wanted to spend the night at my house, my mother would have some things to say. Vice versa. Yeah, if she ever knew about it, she would definitely have some things to say. (laughs) (laughs) So, the name of the episode, spoiler alert, is First Time. Right. So, we know what's going to happen here. And um, so, Brendan's mom is a freak, by the way. Yeah, she is. (laughs) Because... This girl... His name's still Brandon, but she is a freak. (laughs) Her name is Carol, the mom. Mm -hmm. Like me. So, the girl and and Brandon are in bed together. And somehow, mom wakes up. Like, they weren't even that loud. They're not even having sex. But, you know, mom senses whatever spidey senses are tingling. Right. She wakes up. She can hear an erection. (laughs) And uh, she wakes up the dad and she's like, you know, do something about that. Like, no. I mean, you don't just walk in when your kid's losing their virginity. I mean, that's... No, that'd be weird. Yeah. So, she, like, couldn't sleep, and she's all back and forth and freaking out about what's happening. And, and the question as to whether or not they had sex gets answered in the morning because Brandon is in such a good mood. Yeah, he makes fresh juice fresh and strange, strains the pulp. Yeah. And he's singing, and yeah, it's, it was pretty funny. Um, Cheryl is a train wreck. Yeah, she is. Um, she's all That's like... That's par for the course with him, though, isn't it? It is. He just, he just attracts freaks. And, you know, it's funny because there are so many girls that think he's so hot. Are, are they all freaks? Apparently. So, listen, girls. If you think that, uh, Jason Priestley's hot, you better get your head checked. Right. Okay. Um, this Cheryl person is all obsessed with wanting to see, um, Hollywood stars. Yeah. And he takes her to the hotel that Dylan lives in, which still, I can't quite wrap my head around that. But, um. What what can't you wrap your head around? That Dylan lives in a hotel. It's so weird. Yeah, his parents, I don't, I don't, do, 
Now, do other people live there? This is what I don't get about this. Are they just renting this room in the hotel by the week or the month or, or whatever? Which obviously would be enormously expensive, but they have a ton of money, so I'm sure they could do it. Or are they able to like purchase or like lease a room or set of rooms um, in the hotel like do, some high class hotels might do that. I I know that Howard Hughes towards the end of his life because you know he was like a reclusive shut in with OCD and and all this other stuff lived in a Vegas hotel and obviously he was filthy rich. I don't know what his situation with that was either, but I mean I've heard of other rich people doing that. So I don't know if, if you have enough money, if you can make special arrangements with hotels or something. I'm guessing that's what they did. I, I, I kind of think that I remember his parents, like, own the hotel. Oh, well, then, yeah. If, like they own, if they own the hotel, you can just stay there whatever then. Like, it's one of their many properties. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what he said. It's still weird, though, to leave your teenage son alone living in a hotel. Yeah, well, what are they doing? Right? Where are they? <laughs> Like, they're in Europe or something, and they're not together anymore, right? That's the impression that I got. Yeah, yeah. So they're separately doing whatever business they're doing. away. Basically, what 90210 tells us is that any parent that is rich works all the time and is never home and never sees their family. Yeah, it seems like a pretty sad situation. So they go there for breakfast and, and run into him, and... She's asking, it's kind of cute at first, like she's asking the waitress, oh, do you know any movie stars? Are there any here? And, mm-hmm. you know, so... Um, she wants to see Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, um, Dylan is like, there's a club I can get you into where we might see some. Which, you know, cool, great night out. Except then when they go to go to the club, she wants to ride in Dylan's fancy ass car. Right. I'd have a problem with that. Wouldn't you? I mean... If we were yeah, going out with I, your I friends like and I wanted to ride in their car instead of yours. I know you have a crush on Luke Perry anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I'd have a problem <laughs> with it. But, yeah, it's it's weird because she wants to be with him instead of being with Brandon. They just slept together. Uh, what's her name? Brenda's going as well because she's got a babysitting gig. So he's dropping her off there and she's going with Luke Perry to the club ahead of time. Yeah, so whole situation's weird, and by the time that Brandon finally gets into the club, which I guess he had some kind of problem with. Um, yeah, it was weird, because he walked up. He didn't even say, you know, I should be on the list, my friend should have put me on the list. He just tries to co- go over the rope and go into the club, and the bouncer goes to stop him, and then there's a rush from the people waiting in line to try to get in there. So the bouncer refocuses attention on the line, and Brandon just busts in. Yeah. And Dylan says that he did put his name on the list, so you know he's mad at him for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But he gets in there, and, and this is suspicious to me. He's dancing with Cheryl. And not normal people dancing. Like... They are holding on to each other for support, so either they are dying or drunk or hitting on each other. I'm sorry, that was way too weird and close. He, yeah, Dylan is dancing with, with Cheryl. Yeah. And Brandon sees them. So, he ends up punching Dylan in the face. Mm-hmm. Way overreaction. 
And then um, Cheryl gets mad at him. And it turns out that that was not her first time having mm-hmm. sex. That mm-hmm. She reveals that to him. His first time. And he tells her to just get on the next bus to Minnesota and she leaves. Right. And, of course, where does she end up? Back at the hotel, Dylan. Right. But he's a good guy and he wasn't actually doing anything with her. Yeah, and he said he has no interest in her. But she's got a lot of problems and you need to talk to her. And it's like that's like the third time he's told he's to, told her or told him you should talk to her. Yeah. So they end up talking. I, I'm still not 100% clear what the problems are. Um, something about her stepdad. She hates her stepdad. And her mom loves the stepdad and defends him. And she couldn't take it anymore. And her dad never talks to her. So she ran away from home. Right. So... Her parents are going to fly her back to Minnesota, and that's that's pretty much it. That's the end of that that thing, yeah. I mean, oh, Brenda had a has yeah. a crush on her um her what kind algebra of teacher, teacher. Yeah. and that's who she's babysitting for. Which that whole situation is kind of weird too. She gets all dolled up because she wants to look good for her professor. She's like, <laughs> and Kelly comes over and she's like oh you're gonna meet uh you know his wife and and kids and everything and they they like they they act like it's a really big deal like yeah okay you're gonna meet the wife the the person you want to steal him away from it's just so weird (laughs) well i don't think that she has any active like intentions to try to steal him away she just you know she wants to look good i guess but they go over there and well she goes over there and then the kids are a mess the uh, the mom seems very demanding and mean, uh, and kind of you know dismissive of the husband, and then Kelly and Tori Spelling come over. Donna. Donna, yeah, she says her name. That's her one line in the episode. They knock on the door, and Do- or Brenda says, "Who is it?" And Kelly says, "It's Kelly." And then Donna says, "And Donna," and that's her <laughs> only line in the entire episode. Uh, she gets there, though. I guess. But, so, yeah, they come in, they look through an old uh, photo album of his, and then she, the mom comes, so they come home, and the mom's all pissed off that they're looking at the photo album and that the two other girls are there. Yeah, I'd be pissed, too. Right, so he, said, he says, how much do I owe you? And she says, whatever you think's fair. We don't ever find out what that is. But uh, then she goes home, and... Kelly's like, oh, you know, it was so great to be in his house or whatever. And she says, you know, you ever, like, think someone's really cute, like, Christian Slater? They really throw Christian Slater under the bus here. <laughs> and she's like, and then you see him in a magazine later, and you're like, oh, what was I thinking? She's like, that, that's what I just experienced. So I guess she she got a glimpse of what it would be like to be married to him with the two absolute nightmare children that he has. And said, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> I guess. I mean... I, that didn't make sense to me at all, honestly. Why? You still thought he was cute? No, I never thought he was cute. He wasn't cute. But, I mean, if it was her with him, he wouldn't have the Nightmare Children. Yeah, but also, like, I don't know. Maybe she just, maybe she saw that he didn't stand up for himself and wasn't very cool. Maybe. <laughs> you know, that think, makes sense. I think he had the that kind of cool persona at school, but at home he just gets shit all over. So she was like, oh, he's just kind of a... Spineless wimp. Yeah, okay, that, that part makes sense. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's that's the episode. 
this week. Uh, I think David had a uh, had a line too, <clears throat> basically just talking about. Um, oh, you know, Steve wasn't in this episode at all. Oh yeah, you're right. He was mentioned. <laughs> Didn't have to pay Ian's earring this week. Yeah, that whole ten bucks he probably makes for the show. <laughs> God, he's such a he is such a villain in the show. Yeah. Like if the show ends with him being a serial killer, I wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I can picture that. But yeah, so uh, now on to uh, the movie that we saw this week. We're talking about City Slickers Two: The Legend of Curly's Gold. Uh, let me let's ask the kids first because this isn't necessarily a kids movie. What did you guys think of City Slickers 2? You have to talk. They can't see your hands. Awesome! Alright. Stefan, what did you think? I thought it was pretty good. Ava? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it So, uh, basically, the story kind of continues a year later after the first City Slickers movie. With Billy Crystal's character, Mitch, uh, living in the suburbs of New York with Norman the cow, which is now fully grown. Does not make a ton of sense, but yeah. Daniel Stern's character is back and a complete loser. Uh, His storyline does not get wrapped up in any way at all. Yeah, I didn't really think about that, but you're right. And John Lovitz joins the cast as Mitch's younger brother. That's funny to me that John Lovitz is supposed to be younger than than Billy Crystal. He's not. I, he might be in real life, but he does not look younger. No. no. So, uh, I don't know where Bruno Kirby is, but apparently he didn't want to come back. I don't know. No. So, Mitch finds in the uh, Curly's hat a, a map to a buried treasure. And... He keeps thinking he's seeing Curly all over the place. Turns out it's Curly's twin brother, Duke. Just a, a reason to get Jack Palance back into back into the movie right. for whatever reason. Uh, so I don't know. What, what you, take it from there, Carol. What what happens? Well, I mean, they they there's a lot of lying that occurs, and it really irritates me because I don't think it was necessary. Um, you know, they're basically recreating the opportunity for the guys to go out into the wild again. So instead right. of, um, you know, going on the trip that his wife got him a year ago, he's supposed to be going to Vegas for a conference and lies and says it's still what they're doing, even though they go to Vegas and go off into the desert to hunt for treasure. Right, exactly. So, um, I mean, he even goes so far as to get a, a cell phone. To carry yeah. around with him so she can call the cell phone, lies and says the phones are out in the hotel. I mean, it's just the, the, way too much deception, way too much work. How how expensive do you think that cellular telephone was? I don't know, but, you know, they seem like they have money. And he can they really get reception out in the middle of nowhere? <clears throat> That's what I want to know. Because I might buy one eventually. <laughs> I mean, I think they cost somewhere in the neighborhood of like 2000 bucks or something like that, so... Yeah, it's very expensive. Obviously, not anytime soon. Remember, the first few that they had uh, were came in that like suitcase thing. It was like a suitcase battery pack. God, I do not. I don't remember that. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
I used to see them in the circulars for Radio Shack and stuff like that. Okay. And now they seem a little bit smaller, you know, a little more like... It's, it's so weird to me, though, like a phone without a cord. I don't, I don't get it. Plus, you're carrying that thing around with you everywhere. So anyone can get a hold of you at any time. Why yeah. would you want that? Like, there's, there's so many times where I'm just out. I don't want to be bothered by people. I just want to be out. You know, like I would want to go driving around or, or, you know, like cruising around in the car or, you know, going out to the movies or anything where you don't want phone calls. Yeah, but I mean, he has a wife and kids and he's out on vacation away from them. So I think that makes it a little different. I guess pl- considering what he's planning on doing, being out in the middle of nowhere, it makes a little bit of sense. But he never, no matter what they got into, no matter what trouble they got into, he never once attempted to call for help from anyone. Right. So it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You God, would, I didn't think, you, you could bring up all these points I did not think of. You would think that, I mean, hopefully for the movie industry, these, you know, cell, cellular to- toys don't ever really take off because if everyone had one, how could any movie ever have any tension ever again? You know, like any movie where they're like, they're lost in the woods. They can't find their, you know, anything like that. Just call somebody. Right. You you have a phone you can take around everywhere. Call the police. You know, like any horror movie, someone's getting chased by Jason or something like that. Pick up your phone. Call, you know, call for help. I There's no, there's no tension to any story anymore ever. But if you really think that a cell phone could save any situation, then we should all have one. You keep shortening it to sell. Uh, I don't... Why? Like, is that something you're trying to coin? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Because cell- they're cellular... cellular they're cellular telephones. It's a long word. They work with, I don't know, satellites or something like that. I thought it was like radio waves. I think it's satellites. Okay. It would have to be, right? For him to be able to get reception there, it's got to be able to con- connect to the satellite or something like that. Sure. Let's get back to the movie. We're, okay. we're doing a lot of technology talk here. Technology talk with your <laughs> niece and nieces and nephew. Do you guys want a cell phone? Oh, uh, yes. Why? What would you use a phone for? Like, I, don't, I don't get this. I don't get why. Why would kids this young need phones? Well, my mom always hogs the phone, so... You know, I, I would talk to my friends, but my mom always hogs my phone. So you wouldn't mind if people wanted to get a hold of you anywhere and everywhere, right? Yeah, it's fine. Oh my God, what is going to come of this generation? <laughs> anyway, so the uh, the movie. So they they're supposed to go to Las Vegas. They go out there. Daniel Stern stupidly tells the the people that are loading them up what what they're going out there to look for. They're, they're gonna they supposed to be two million dollars worth of gold or, or whatever. I thought it was more than two million. Well it was a million dollars worth of gold, but they said it's probably worth like ten times that now. Okay. So like ten million or something like times. that. A lot of money. Yeah, something like that. So that's what they're so he tells them all about it and eventually they come and they try to steal the map and everything. Like you knew they would. And that's when that's when Duke shows up. And says that he's Curly's twin brother. Yeah, he saved their lives. Yeah, that's true. He did. Um, so they they go and they look for it. I mean, to make a long story short about this movie, because there are things that happen in the movie, but not much happens. Right. They go and they look for things. We get a lot of character development between Mitch and his brother, 
John Lovitz and Daniel Stern. Like I said, there's there's conclusion to the storyline, John Lovitz's character's storyline, but not to Daniel Stern's at all. So they they find this place where the gold is supposed to be. They find a chest that has gold in it, and then suddenly, uh, City Slickers one busts. <laughs> <laughs> It's the trail boss from the first movie. It's uh, Ira and whatever from the first movie. The the Ben and Jerry's stand-in people, uh, you know, the ice cream makers. Yeah. They they they're there. There's a couple other people there as well. And they basically say, "Oh, you know, oh, you're on this adventure too. We've been having so much fun." And the trail boss reveals that it was Curly's idea to create a fictional like treasure hunt in the West by printing up these maps and everything and people would pay to be let out there on a, like a real Western adventure treasure hunt and that the gold that they found is just um, lead painted with gold. Yeah. And they scrape some off to, to, you know, accentuate that point. Um, oh, and uh, John Lovitz uh, takes a bullet for Mitch. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty pretty moving part of the story. But it's not, I mean, okay, he thinks that he's taking a bullet for him. So, I, I mean, it really, in my opinion, it's just as meaningful. Yeah. But it was a blank. Right. It's part of, it's all part of the, the adventure. A blank that squirted red paint? Yeah, it was paint somehow. It was like a paintball, I guess. But, but a blank. That doesn't make, I mean, like, a paintball would hurt. Right. He said it didn't hurt at all. But I've never heard of a blank that shot. Paint. Nothing you? about it makes sense. No. Okay. Um. So. So anyway, they you know they all leave and and Mitch says you know I don't feel foolish you know you guys saved my life and and everything and and all this stuff and they'd grown together as people again and they say to Duke you know what are you going to do and he says that he's going to look for the treasure because the treasure really is there it's based on a real story of. Their ancestor, I think their dad or granddad, that actually stole this money from the a train. And he says, it's up there for sure. I know it. I'm going to look for it. And Mitch says, uh, whatever, you know, so he goes back to his Las Vegas hotel. And then Curly show, or, or Duke shows up and says that they, they, they talk a couple times in previously in the movie about what Curly was saying, that one thing, you know, that means whatever. And Duke says to him, it's honesty and integrity that he had planned on, you know, unscrewing them out of the, the treasure up until the very end, but he couldn't do it. And he said, you know, I, I went and looked, and he said, I, I had this little corner of the map, and he said, my mom didn't want us to find it alone. She... She gave Curly this map, and she gave me the corner piece, which was, you know, the the piece that tells you where it is. And he said he, she wanted us to have an adventure together and to grow, you know, together, kind of like Mitch and his brother did. Right. So, he's, you know, he says, I found it, and he puts down a, a thing, a b- big brick of gold. So, he's going to share it with them, even though he, he really didn't have to. Uh, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. I mean, it, I thought it was a pretty decent uh, wrap-up to the movie, but 
Um, what do you What do you guys think? Like, what What was each of your favorite parts? Of Are they going to make a third part? Is, is what I want to know because uh, you know there's more of this story to be told. Obviously, yeah, I'd like to see them rich. So yeah, Stefan, what was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part of the movie is when is when um is when his um brother um thought he was actually killed. <laughs> by um by the blank, but then he just wakes wakes up and and then the guy says that these are blanks and he's like what? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, they did a lot of acting with that. Uh, Bella, what what was your favorite part of the and movie? My favorite blank. part yeah. of the movie was that they shared, and this is my actual voice. Was that they shared, and then this is your actual voice, the voice you're putting on right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ava, what was your favorite part? I like the part where they were all on the mountain and they were really cold and they all hugged each other. Yeah. So oh, that's true. Yeah, they, they cuddled great. together to keep warm in the mountains. Uh, what did you, Ava, what did you think of the movie overall? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? Would you want to see another one? Yeah, I actually, I really like the movie and I'd like to see, I, I want another part to come out because I really liked it. My favorite character, is this one like Pat or something? Pat, Paul... Says, Which one? The one who got who recently got divorced. Oh, oh yeah. Um yeah, I, that's Daniel Stern's character. I can't think of what his character's name is though. Something like that. Stefan, what did you think? Did you like it? Would you want to see another one? I would like it and I would really like to see another one. Me too. Miss uh Miss This is my voice. Would you <laughs> like to see another one? Forget my name, Bella. Oh, and I, I love you, kid. Aww. <laughs> I love you too, kid. Um. So you know what, guys? I have some news for you, though. You know what is in Blockbuster video right now? Yeah. Is the original, the very first City Slickers movie. So if you guys really want to see another one. Ooh. Yeah, they haven't seen the first maybe, one. So. Maybe you guys can uh, watch that with us sometime. Yay. Yeah. All right. Well, it was uh, fabulous having you here. Uh, we'll have to have you here again sometime. Uh, and uh, <laughs> when the that, new, when the third movie comes out, then then we're gonna be on here again. Yeah. When the third movie comes out, we'll invite you back. Sounds good. Yep. Not until then, but as soon as the third City yep. Slickers movie comes out, as we soon. will have you back on. Uh, so. That is our show for today. Uh, as always, tell a friend, uh, send the friend some tapes, get him to listen to the show, grow our fan base, leave money in, in Carol's locker. Especially, and that's, that's yeah, go ahead. Especially if you want a copy of our mixed tapes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You want those mixed tapes. You so do, because they're awesome. Do that. Yeah. Uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.